There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, 9.54 now to 6 minutes until 10 o'clock. Tim Lammers brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. You know what? Tim Lammers is near. What do you think? <laughs> well, I am near because my birthday is Christmas. You know that, Tom. December 25th, That's another right, elf baby. was born. Yes. Did you like having your birthday on Christmas, or do you like Ooh, having your birthday on Christmas? Tough. You know, first of all, my mom, she had me celebrate it with my brother, who was born on December 11th, My one of my older brothers. And uh, so I never really felt like I was getting you know, oh, the same present for Christmas and birthday. And the other thing is, you know, you look at the bright side. It's like how many people have their entire family uh, that they see on your birthday? That's true. Mm. When you get older, I mean, not too many. So that that's definitely the case for me. Um, but I, I put in a little chat to, when I checked in <clears throat> that my favorite modern Christmas song that I don't think a lot of people have heard is from Harry Connick Jr., it's called When My Heart Finds Christmas. I actually put the link in there. Ooh. He sounds exactly like Harry, uh, Sinatra. Really? He's the chairman of the board, baby. I mean, Harry Connick is so terrific. And this has a big band sound. It's, it's really an emotional song, a great Christmas song that you haven't heard a thousand times while uh, you know, having people try on shoes in a department store, Britain. <laughs> Yeah, I was that listening. Works. That works. And I can imagine that feeling. Yeah. That must drive you crazy. Oh, it's a I mean, you and then it's like you're you it's you you go back and forth where you don't hear it anymore because you've heard it so many times to hearing it and then it's like all of a sudden it'll come full swing and you'll like it again and you just go a little insane. Uh Tim, that was your mom was really good at making sure you felt special. That's really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. And and she told me a story about when she found her little Timmy under the Christmas tree on Christmas Aww. Day. Oh, that's there was a box. There were two eyes for the holes. I don't know how I breathed in the box. Don't worry about it. That, but Breathing's what a wonderful overrated. story. Yeah, I, you know, and I lost her <laughs> close to 30 years ago. So, Jesus. yeah, I think about that story. I tell that story every Christmas, in fact. So, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty special see. deal for me. So, oh. but uh, good morning, of course, Brittany, uh, Tevin. Officer Dave. Mr. Lammers, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And Andy and Tommy. Tommy. Uh, Tommy. I've been trying to avoid talking about the Marvels. Oh, ish. Ugh. When are they going to stop? Never, Well, ever. I told you this on, uh, on the podcast Tuesday, the family podcast, that, you know, when we started doing, when I started doing reviews with you, Tom, yeah. And it's going, you know, nine, ten years, whatever. I used to get really, really hyped about these movies. And I never thought within that span, I'm trying to think when things started to erode. I'm thinking probably after the Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I would agree That's with that. That's when most people mm -hmm. say yep. it gets much. Well, because yeah. it's Endgame, now, it's the end. There How do have you keep been going? little flashes of, of, of brightness. Um, I loved it just because I love Sam Raimi, but he brought this horror film feeling to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse mm -hmm. of Madness. And that's really a rare exception. Um, but with this one, you already have somebody that I'm not particularly fond of uh, as a superhero. I thought her performance in the Marvels was terrible. 
I'm talking about Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. You know, she's one step above, barely, Tom, Kristen Stewart. Oh. Yeah, they fill the same niche. Yeah, wow. where it's like, you know. that, that, that whole mopey thing just does not yeah. work for me. And I've never gotten the fascination. So I will say that she isn't the exact. She's the lead. Obviously, she's the top build. But you have Tiana Paris, who was uh, Monica Rambo on WandaVision. And the, the character is a little kid in the first Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel movie. And then you have, uh, I'm looking up her name here, can't exactly find it. Oh, Iman Villani as Miss Marvel. And that was a Disney Plus TV series. So you have the three of them together. And right away you start with this convoluted plot about every time they use their powers, they teleport to each other's locations it's kind of confusing mm -hmm. but ultimately uh the kree which is the enemy alien race in the marvel cinematic universe uh they have a new leader who wants to wipe out the scroll race and she wants to get even with captain marvel and she wants to harness the power of earth's sun to save her dying planet the atmosphere is dying on her planet so that's the boilerplate description of the film but you really get to the point where you realize, you know what? This is just the same crash, boom, bang. Yep. The same, mm -hmm. you know, manic action scenes that look like video games. Uh, you have the forced humor. It, you know, they yeah. throw these jokes. They try to be. Don't ever try to be funny. Yeah. That, but they try to be funny. That like relatable, awkward, you know, kind of thing that they do every time. The, that, they get, that just yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. And then the they have that, that look on the face. Like, yep, they always like, have that's the... Our cue to, that's our cue to laugh right yep. there. The exchange uh, glance. And so Brie Larson, uh, although she does manage to squeeze out one tear. Mm. <laughs> Bring like... on the eye drops. I don't know if she's capable of that. I'm not a fan of hers at all. I just, Most people just aren't. Come, comes off as so smug. Ugh. And I will tell you, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bring it out. Uh, look, I, she was great in Room. She won an Oscar for Room. She's look. If they really deliver any sort of baggage that I have, I'm willing to put it aside. I'm an objective movie reviewer, Tom. But she did this speech, okay. uh, obviously to pander to people. But she says, "I don't need some old white dude reviewing oh, my movie." Oh God! God boy, Come so on, much. man. That and you know what? That pissed off a lot of Marvel fans. Good, you know. So, uh, so she really just knocked it out of the park first time at bat, you know. And and so, yeah, it's hard to get behind somebody like that. And then, of course, when they bring it up, some people that are ballsy enough because you got all these these sycophants that won't say a Ooh, damn thing. I like that sycophant. You're right, Bree. No, but then you have some that'll call her out on it. It's like, what did I? Did I say that? You know, what a bunch of bullshit. So I agree. Anyway, yeah. So I have a question, I, Tevin. How many yep. times have you said something like that? We don't need any white guys on the podcast. I usually wake up every morning and as I'm brushing my teeth, it's just what I mumble to myself. Especially yeah. on Fridays yeah. when I come in. Yeah, well, I was like, and then we got the police that just show up all the time. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, honestly, and I'm not trying to, I, I've had a great career. I'm not whining. But I will also tell you, Bree, that Brie. I cannot say how many years, and I mean years, in one capacity or another, I work for free to get where I am. Oh, yeah. You know, it mm -hmm. hasn't been sunshine and lollipops the whole way, man. It's been tough. So to kind of put me in this blanket statement, because I am an old white dude, like my beard, bald. Yes, I'm old. <laughs> I'm a white dude. I qualify. Where's my badge? Right. Uh, you know, it's just, come on. Just don't, just shut up and act. All right. The reason, <laughs> yeah, the reason nobody wants to see your movie is not because of the they're an old white man is reviewing it. Maybe they're just tired of Marvel movies. Like this weird let's thing be to honest, race into. Yep. Whoever even listens to these old white men anyway. Nobody listens to critics. <laughs> I don't <laughs> anymore. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, look, they try. They really try, but Marvel just needs to they just need to dial it back for a while. They need to find a creative spark. And this is disappointing because a report surfaced last week about how Disney is in trouble, how Marvel is in mm -hmm. trouble. And one of their ideas, how ingenious, is to bring back Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson, who 
both died in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Other than that, though, yep. Oh, well, I mean, uh, they'll find a way. Well, I they mean, already did multiverse it. thing. Yeah. Minor yeah. spoilers for people who aren't up on everything, but they basically already did that for um, Guardians Part Three. The yeah. Green Lady died in Endgame, and now she's back. But they they hand yeah. wave it. They they kind of they're vague about it. They're like, oh, it's not the same. You know, you look the same, but you're not the same. But I mean, she's the same. It's the same actress. It's the same character. They yeah. pretty much act the same. And I mean, that's like kind of the go-to for Marvel or any superhero movie. Yep. Is the movie ends with some big explosion, you think everybody dies, but just wait, there was a net, and they wow. climbed into this tunnel, <laughs> and now everybody's still alive. Well, not to yep. mention, how many characters do they have at this point that can just open up a doorway into another universe? Yeah, and, and pluck really... any number of Robert Downey Juniors from any of those universes. And they do it here, and I'm not going to tell you how, but there is a mid a, a scene at, at the end credits and then another one like the mid end credits mm-hmm. um, where they, again, open that door. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's embarrassing how bad they have a CGI character oh. that looks like it's from the 90s. Yeah. It's the worst thing Marvel has ever done. It's embarrassing. But here's where Marvel runs into problems. They think, oh, if we get Downey back, if we get Scarlett Johansson back, and there was an issue with Scarlett's Black Widow prequel movie coming out during the pandemic where she thought she should have been paid more and they settled it, whatever. You think they're going to come back and do this for free? No, they're not. And the big problem with these movies right now is that they cost $200, $300 million. Yeah, minimum. God. And it's impossible to break even on them. So they think, okay, this is going to solve our problem. Robert Downey Jr. will come back, but we're going to have to pay him $50 million to do it. Part of the back end probably, too. So it's going to take forever for them to clear it. So, I mean, it's just like you got to stop, take a step back, breathe, and try again. Try again. And start. how about try a, a smaller budgeted movie? I know. It would be nice to go back to something that didn't cost the you know GDP of a large city to produce. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking some small countries around the planet. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, really, seriously. So, yeah, I, I you know, Lammer Hammer time on this one. I'll give it a three and a half out of ten on the Lammer meter. It's just enough. Whoa. Enough. Yep, enough. I agree. And, and don't think I'm picking on Captain Marvel because of Brie Larson. I've been slamming Marvel movies for a while now. It's nothing new. And that's the problem. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. You know, be. it's just the same old, same old. So I don't know if I've discouraged. I know I discouraged Tommy from seeing it, but is anybody else? <laughs> I've gonna, never, ever liked is Marvel. Is anybody else going to ignore the old white dude and go anyway? Yeah, I only listen oh. to uh, melanated movie reviewers, so <laughs> no. Um, Unbelievable. No, I've, I've been over Marvel probably since Endgame, where it just feels like yeah. now it's just too much. I think really what happened is I missed one movie, then I was like, I'm so far out of the loop now yeah. that it's not even well, worth the jumping And that's again. a great point, Devin. You, it is really tough if you didn't see the Miss Marvel series or if you didn't see WandaVision, you're coming into this cold, and it's like, well, who the hell are these characters? Yeah. Now, I did happen to see the series. And, you know, though, I mean, it's getting to the point where they're dropping off. I haven't started Loki Season 2 yet. Yeah, you're yeah, going to be confused. I, yeah, I'm, I, I, is, is that confusing? Oh, my uh, gosh. It's like, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so even that stuff, is, so you have to be confused in order to go to a movie where you're going to be more confused. Yeah. I mean... It's just such of a mishmash at this point. But the thing is, is that they opened the door. They committed themselves to at least two more movies with these end credit scenes. That's mm. what Marvel does. And it used to work. And it used to get people excited, but not anymore. At least me. And it sounds like Tevin, at, at least. You know, so. And, and Dave, you know. And Andy. And Brittany. And everybody. everybody. <laughs> uh, that would be everybody. If you want to uh, watch a really good Brie Larson show, like if you want to see her acting where I think she's really casted well, is Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV. She's yeah. amazing in it. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, again, I mean, she said something really stupid and it pissed me off. And the fact of the matter is, if she would have done a great job in Captain Marvel, I, I would be on her side. I mean, it's happened before. How many times have we bitched about Alec Baldwin being such of a huge pain in the mm. ass? But... When you see him in a movie or a TV show, it's like, this guy kicks ass. 
So I am willing to separate that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's not, oh, uh, Tim's just got a grudge now. No, 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 not at all. I mean, it, it happens all the time. I mean, I even warmed up for Channing Tatum for a minute. And then Channing got, Tatum? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. For a Tim. minute. And that, that dog movie he did, the military dog movie. Oh, which is yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't I, she I, in a, another movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan about Michael B. Jordan was a lawyer down south? Oh, yeah, and yeah. She was uh, the, just caught. Uh, what was it called? Just Cause, maybe? I thought Something she was like fairly that. decent in that one, but. Yeah, yeah. So, again, a, you know, you're only role, as good it? as your yeah. script. And some people just kind of look at like they're bored in these movie roles. And that's definitely the case in every Marvel thing she's done. And this one, she doesn't really fare much better. So um, one thing I would suggest, though, on Netflix, if you saw the Arnold Schwarzenegger docu-series, it was three uh, hours of one focused on his, um, his bodybuilding physical, career. Yeah, yeah, bodybuilding. The next one of the movies. The next one was politics. This one's a lot shorter. It's only an hour and a half sly it's a documentary about sylvester stallone and it is terrific somebody needs that to tell guy alex. is great i love sylvester stallone you tell what so somebody needs to tell alex about this documentary because sly that's her bff from florida oh, yeah oh yeah that's right i forgot she moves with it. <laughs> uh, that picture of him he looks like he's about what 12 years old or something the picture on the on the on the promo have you seen that sly stallone deal uh, no, well, what you mean, the poster or something? or the... There's a picture of him. They're promoting it on television. There's a picture of him. He looks to be about maybe 12, yeah. 13, 14 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes back to his childhood. Yeah. And, you know, kind of a you know, rough deal. He was with his father, his brother, Frank, which I know you've talked to Frank a number of times. Oh, a number of times, yeah. It is, uh, went with his mother. Um, but no, no, it was not easy. And the guy, you know, he, he earned his keep. That guy mm -hmm. really did come up the ranks and, and Stallone realized that, you know, they weren't going to hire him. He'd have to write his own stories and his own screenplays. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. He cast himself, essentially. But I have to tell you, I cannot wait for Tulsa King season two. Yeah. That's coming out because Tulsa King season one, if you're not interested in any other Sly Stallone pictures or TV show. I think that's like, this might be his first TV show. Uh, Tulsa King is terrific. And Officer Dave, unless you've already heard, Reacher's season two coming back on December 15th. Oh, oh I'm it. good. I'm there. Love it. Great. Oh, great shows. But Stallone, look, man, guy 78 in the series in Tulsa King, uh, his lover in it said, I don't know. I think you're, what are you, 58? Try 20 years older than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you should say the dude is put together at 78, man. Yeah, he and, is, no and, question. And as funny as he's ever been, I mean, truly funny, not trying to be funny, just naturally funny. So if you haven't seen it yet before season two comes out, Tulsa King. But again, uh, get, you know, get, you can get a good uh, swath of his career. Uh, with Stallone. I could have used for more than an hour and a half, but Sly, I guess, is the name of the documentary on Netflix. Mm, it is, yeah. When is Tulsa King coming back? You know, there is a season two. I just don't, I haven't gotten word yet, or you know, like they would contact me, but I haven't read or heard okay. yet. But um, I just learned about, uh, read about um, Reacher just a couple days ago. So that we already knew that was done though and in the can i think they were probably waiting on you yeah. know the outcome of the strike and yep. you know getting back cuz they they need alan richson i think to help sell that series uh you know because i don't know how many people have discovered it but it is a great series oh it's phenomenal yeah. indeed so all right, well, Timmy. that's all I have. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. And, and uh, give Tom that Harry Connick Jr. link, uh, Andy or, or Kevin or Brittany, uh, and, and check out that Christmas tune. It is a great tune, and it'll put you in the mood for Christmas. Well, I'm ready to go, man. Thank you, Pally. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Timmy Lammers brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy Lammers, brought to you by Michael Bryant. We'll take a... Oh, we got to read this. Absolutely. Now we're talking. The Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th. And you can see them with me in my suite. Catherine will be there, too. 
Twitter, uh, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 8, 10, 9, 10, and 10, 10. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com and you win. Uh, today's qualifier for the Eagles with me in my suite is Robert Simonson of Maple Grove. Robert Simonson, email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. Winner from yesterday, Renee Turgeon of Richfield. She texted us back during the show yesterday. That was <laughs> phenomenal. Renee Turgeon, Richfield, emails back. Will join uh, join me in the suite to see the Eagles at XL. That's on Saturday, November eighteenth. So today, Robert Simonson of Maple Grove. Robert Simonson, email us by midnight tonight at contest at tombernardshow.com. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Some other uh, media person. What's your name again? I forget. Crisco Burnt. Crisco Burnt. That's exactly what it is. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. Well, aren't you the golden girl? I'm feeling the, so much better. Oh, got God. the gold hair. You got the gold shirt. Now we're And talking. I'm officially COVID free. I just took a test. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Thank you. So what Passed was that? Passed test. Love about, it. About three days, four days you had it? Um, I would say it was probably a solid week. Like really? I started feeling a little bit lousy Wednesday night. Um, but I took a test Friday. So that was when. Excellent. So you're good. You're out of it and everything's moving forward. I'm out of quarantine and I'm going to go and enjoy the California sunshine today. Good plan. No question. It is a good plan. So what's the latest, sister? You know, I don't know if you guys are following all the drama in Las Vegas with F1 this weekend. Mm -hmm. No. But they are really desperate to get people in the stands because they thought that this was going to be a sellout well before. They're actually casting people <laughs> to look like really hot F1 fans. So what's and the F1? job is paying anywhere between $500 and $3,000. Huh. F1 is Formula One, Formula right? Formula One. And Formula One. Auto racing? It's yeah. European NASCAR, basically. It's, yeah, the, okay. Yeah, the open wheel racing, and they will shut down, like, cities. So, like, Monaco is, for example, a big right, one. They, and they, they race doing, through, yeah. so people will be, like, from their apartment watching cars go around mm-hmm. the track. And Vegas is pissed about it. Like, the people that are in Vegas, because a thing that they did is they, you know how their walkways in Vegas is the glass you can see yeah, out? Yep. They made that. They did, like, the darkened window on it so nobody gets like a free view or free sight and they had to do that in hotel rooms as well and vegas is like people are rebelling like peeling that off and and i would i know as they should it's kind of like a go vegas go vibe yeah i rented the place i'll watch what i want to watch yeah yeah yeah, and they're not letting you and they anyone who knows the bellagio of course the fountains like that was all been covered over with stands temporarily of course Mm -hmm. but the construction has taken so many weeks that it's created massive traffic problems on the strip. And they knock down, like in front of the Bellagio, if you ever walked in that walkway in front of all mm-hmm. the fountains, all those trees are gone, completely oh gone. They gosh. cut them all down so that they could build the stands over them. And the prices, because the prices for the tickets have now plummeted from what I've been seeing, because originally when they announced it, I mean, tickets were like $20,000 for certain packages and things wow. like that. Like, you, If you weren't rich, rich, you're not going to Did, this. And now they've come down where you can get it for like $800, but it's still very expensive. Do they overestimate our love of Formula or America's love 100%. of Formula One? Oh, they did. They America did. doesn't care about Formula One. Especially for Vegas, too, where it's mm-hmm. just the town didn't really want it. And it, it's interesting. It's really interesting times, too, because we just got the news that the Sphere, which obviously is their new entertainment venue, first quarter, it's already like $100 million like in the hole. And, uh, and there's a lot of controversy around that. So you have like these two big events, and, and F1's hoping to be there every single year mm-hmm. with this race. Um, and, and you have a lot of the locals just saying, it's not worth it. We're not making the money back for these crazy, huge either technology venues or you know shutting down the strip for sporting events. But I'll tell you, Netflix is going to be there all weekend because, you know, they've done really well with their docuseries with F1. So they'll be filming. Mm-hmm. Celebrities will be coming in and we'll see how this plays out. But so far, it's been a complete disaster. Yeah. And it doesn't have the feel of like when they're in Miami and you can pull your yachts up to the side and it feels more elegant. Vegas is more known as kind of an affordable vacation destination. So to have a marquee event like this 
it doesn't really fit the vibe of Vegas of, you know, we can go there for cheap and now we got to pay $20,000 to get into this thing. Right. No one was rolling up to the yachts and like put, putting up like windows where you can't see out and say, sorry, yep. you got to buy a ticket. So I think that that, you know, really that inclusive type of attitude really turned a lot of people off. And I mean, even Sports Illustrated, they have a, a big celebrity suite. And if you want to go and, and spend your weekend in the Sports Illustrated celebrity suite, $7,000. Yeah. <laughs> 7,000. I mean, it gets you like, maybe you'll get to see Shaq and you'll get to see David Beckham and Dax Shepard. I mean, that's kind of random. And, and you get, a, you know, a couple of nice meals, but you're not really getting anything special out of it. So where do they race in Vegas? On the Strip. Why do they let them do that? Because that is F1. I mean, and they're, I guess, like the loop that they created, they're calling mm -hmm. it a flying pig. So <laughs> that's the shape it's in. I like it. Um, and because, of course, you want to broadcast the show in time so that Europe can watch it, they have to start at 10 p.m. Does anybody understand what the desert is like in the winter? Yeah. It is cold. Yeah. So it'll be the coldest race. Um, not ideal racing conditions, obviously, with tires and things like that. Um, and this is expected to be kind of a mess, and nobody thought to check on the weather. Like, why would we be doing this in late November? It's so weird, though, that that's the Strip's the only way to get around in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the brand. Uh, have you ever watched the Netflix Drive to Survive no. series? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's what they, they roll into town, and they shut it down, and they repave the roads and everything to make it all work for their cars i'd hate it i heard too that like right now hotel prices there have plummeted as well because people oh, don't want to be around sure. it so if you want a cheap sure. hotel go to vegas yeah they're back down to the 200s initially they were selling anywhere like a standard room i'm not talking about a really nice suite a standard room originally was selling like 800 to a thousand for one night i would never and they're no. now down to like the normal like 200. so do we have anything that's like F1 in America? Closest thing would be IndyCar, apparently. Indy? Okay. That's what Mike from Blaine says. Because yeah. it's open wheel, higher speed. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess that's. Yeah, but as far as popularity, it. would be more NASCAR. NASCAR. Absolutely. Yeah. NASCAR. I just, I've never understood wanting to watch cars drive around in a circle. Who well, cares? Formula One isn't a circle. That's it's like a pig. It's a street. <laughs> yeah, street. It's a flying pig, pig everyone. It's a flying, flying pig. pig. And Formula One's got a lot more turns and twists and that sort of thing. Okay. So it's you know more need yeah, for there's speed. There's seventeen kind of deal. turns on this particular course. Yep. Yeah. So it's in that regard, it is definitely more interesting. And but it's still watching cars go around the same course yeah. fifty yeah. times in a yeah. row. Which and watching the live race is definitely boring. And it's, they're not very long. I feel like the average race is probably an hour and a half ish long because i think it's only like 50 laps but if you watch the netflix series where they condense it into a mm. you know three minute quick view and you get all the drama that's associated with it it's 10 out of 10 oh, but, the actual, good, yeah. but the actual race is like eh, it's kind of boring it's, yeah and that's what netflix does really well they're bringing all of their um full swing mm -hmm. cast of characters too from pro golf this weekend to F1 because this is this is what Netflix is doubling down on. Their, their sports documentary series are doing really well, and so they're having all of they're having their F1 drivers meet up with their you know pro golfers for, and you know, merge the two shows. And I'm sure we'll see footage at some point um, going on in that in the docu series. Probably a, a crossover, I would imagine. I've never seen a car race. I just realized that I haven't either. I've never even it's seen actually, it. You know what? I, I'm going to say this, even though I'm not a fan, but when I used to host a show for Toyota, they would send us to a lot of the NASCAR races for Toyota racing. And the atmosphere, while not like my way to spend a weekend when I would have to go there for work, it was fun. The community, there's oh, okay. a big sense of community there. Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of people will go with like their RVs and travel yeah. from NASCAR race to NASCAR race, just like the drivers do. Um, and for people, they're just really passionate about it. So, I mean, I think you could do it like once in your life and be like, I'm good. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's an example of what I do. I've been to one race in the past probably 20 years, and it was a puppy race at Canterbury Downs. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. That's, That's the kind of racing I like. Right? I'd like to go see like the kitten bowl or like the puppy bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we're talking. One thing I love about dog races, uh, certain breeds are do this more than others, but the 
they, it, they let them loose and they run. About half of them just stop and turn around and mm-hmm. go back. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you know I'm obsessed with? It's that same concept they have, Tom. They have it at a lot of um, NBA games. They do baby races. Oh, they do? You know? So it's these babies crawling, and their par- one parent is on one side and one parent is on the other, and some of them have, like, keys they're shaking or cell phones, you know, they're trying to show. Nice. And, they tr- <laughs> yeah, they try to, like, get the baby to crawl, and they'll, like, stop and play with each other, and, like, everyone's like, oh, no. now Love it. Now Maria is stuck. She's decided to look in her diaper while Henry passes her up. Like, mm-hmm. it was... It's yeah. so enthralling. They do it on the Disney cruises too, for oh, obviously the babies that are there, I which bet. I think would be really fun to watch. I would, if I was on a Disney cruise, I'd be running to the baby crawl race. No, there was a viral clip uh, from years ago. Paul Allen, who's the Vikings play-by-play announcer, he do, uh, does the corgi races at Canterbury oh Park. Oh my god! And so yeah, he has one where he's like doing a professional like, and Fancy Bottoms takes the lead, and <laughs> there you here go. comes Spot. Like yeah, it's, it's great. That's so cute. Fancy bottom. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, so another question I have about Formula One in Vegas is, they must not be able to go very fast because aren't those roads all curved and they're not very long? So how fast can they go? It's mostly straightaways. <clears throat> I saw oh, the it? I oh, saw the okay. course and it's I'd say it's probably seventy percent straightaway. So how fast can they go in a city though? I mean they can't go their full throttle. I wouldn't. I think. they can still probably I get wonder. pretty close to two hundred. Really. <gasps> Apparently, Formula Jesus. One, they're not allowed to go above 220. Oh, good. 220. <laughs> and it'll probably be a little slower, too. Cause it of would be cold. a bit slower, I would say, yes. Yeah. yeah I don't... And oh, by the way, Britt, Lisa Vanderpump is hosting a brunch. So Oh, at the Paris? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my God. My life is getting lamer by the minute. I know. First I... Formula One. I had an ex that was super into Formula One. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was so annoying because he'd wake up at like 3 a.m. to watch it. He's like, God, I was like, just fine. You, they, they're, they go in a circle. Can you just look at the numbers later? Like this is he'd yeah. wake up at all hours because it was all around the world. And I would mm-hmm. just be like hearing. And it looks like 147 miles an hour is the average speed. Jesus. For, that they anticipate. Oh, pretty fast. Yeah. yeah, it's moving. Big mm-hmm. deal. The, must, the, the staying gets that fast. Oh, it definitely does. There's no doubt about that. That Big, thing. Well, I told you they before they throttled them back, they could they could go 200 miles an hour. That's wild. Which I wouldn't have done, but that just that's just me. I know. Uh, I always like blows my mind when people are like, "This car can go to two. It's like, but where are you going to do that? Yeah, exactly. Where are you going to be pulling those numbers out? Well, tire yeah, carver. The industry always is like, this is like 220 pound feet of torque. And you're like, woo. <laughs> don't have any frame of reference. Yeah. I, I live in LA. Have you seen my freeway? I am lucky if I get above 17 miles mm-hmm. per hour yeah. in my Prius. We have tire carver on the phone with a little bit of uh, F1 knowledge. Oh, oh here I we love it. Tire would know. Mm hmm. Um, their expected top speed at Vegas is going to be about 210 to 215 miles an hour. Holy buckets. Oh, God. Oh, I'd hate if I had a significant other in that. I would be. I know. It's so scary. scary. Oh, my God. Well, you lose control for a tenth of a second. Uh, It's over. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those drivers are like 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Well, you have to have the reaction timing has to be spot on. So if you had a son or a daughter in that. I would be mm-hmm. just a wreck. Well, I think it was three years ago. Maybe, Carver, you know a little bit better. There was a driver in, so like the lower tier of F1 that died in a race. Ooh. And so like, and everybody knew him, so everybody's sad. And then they were kind of took a 15-minute break. And they're like, all right, everybody uh, back, yeah. back in your cars and Jeez. let's go. Well, I'm looking yeah. at a list of Formula One fatalities. And they used to be pretty common, a couple of year. But actually, these days, most recent one was 2017. Wow. Yeah. So, I was going to say it was about four or five years ago, and I don't remember the driver's name. David Ferrer. Or Ferrer, maybe. Yeah. He was French. It wasn't the one I was thinking of, but he. Uh, there's the reason they now have, instead of just like a windscreen, they have what they call the halo with the bar that comes up in front of the driver, mm-hmm. and there's a bar that's over your head because he lost it in the rain and went underneath a oh. uh, crane. Oh. And, yeah. It wasn't good. Are you talking about oh Jules Bianchi? I think that was him, yeah. That was nine years ago now. Wow. Yep. So. Are you looking forward to the Vegas race? 
I'll watch it eventually. Um, Vegas kind of, or not Vegas, but Formula One doesn't really do much for me because they're so spread out. And it's like, you know, for seven to ten years, it was Mercedes that dominated because they just had the best car. And the last couple of years, last three years, it's been Red Bull that's had the car to beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, yes, they're great drivers, but if you don't have the car underneath you, you're not going to be, you know, up front. You know? Yeah, I would I'd rather have cars that be a little more equal and have it come down to drivers and how things are raced instead of, you know, Technology. I could be, you know, absolutely sucking wind and have my car make up for it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, thank you. Say, say hello to the family for me, will you, Tire? Will do. Thanks, Pally. Yep. Bye, Tire Car, ladies and gentlemen. That's, no, no, leave that on. What? Leave your, leave your jacket on. Because we've got to bring you up on screen. I just think that you and Kristen have been on the phone together because you're dressed exactly the same. Okay, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, you're wearing your photosynthesis yeah, shirt too, Kristen? Uh... My yellow Target sweater from the kids section. <laughs> <laughs> from the kids I, there section. There are so many things that I'm like. I do. I buy the kids section all the time because it's cheaper. like $25 cheaper and it's still my size if I get like the extra large. So. Yeah. My girlfriend has very small feet, so she always gets her shoes you shouldn't, kids. you shouldn't do that. You and shouldn't do that with kid with kids' shoes. It doesn't have the same support. Well, it costs her a hell of a lot less to buy her uh, Dunks and Jordans, mm-hmm. so she'll yes. sacrifice the support. Yeah, I guess like Dunks and Jordans, you're not looking for arch support. You're so. not. You don't really care. Right. It's more about the look. The look. The look. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. She's trying to hop on. She'll be hopping on. So, Kristen, moving on from Formula One, where we find out they're going to be doing over 220 miles an hour, which is insane, but such is life. What else is happening? Uh, Kind of everything. It's it's been a really interesting week for us in Hollywood just because, you know, the strike is over. And you would think, like, the burden is on the actors to get back to set. Um But what's actually happening is the burden is on us, entertainment reporters, publicists, TV hosts right now, because um, everyone's trying to get an interview with anybody to promote whatever's coming out for the next six weeks, Mm -hmm. whether it's TV shows, movies, because that promotion, as we just saw with Marvel's, if you didn't have, you know, any type of promotional campaign behind it, it's going to tank at the box office. So I am literally like every afternoon I'm doing back-to-back interviews sometimes like two three four in a row i will like we have got our studio like up and running at, at my house just to like keep up with the pace and on top of it it's you know hallmark movie season so everyone oh, nice. yeah. everyone in the world is in a hallmark movie right now so it's it's kind of interesting trying to field all these requests and what people don't also realize is that we're also running up against the holiday most news outlets are going to shut down and only have a small staff as of like Tuesday night. Um, So we've got that to run up against. And then once we get back after the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, Hollywood only runs until about December 15th. And then there's a shutdown for two weeks for Christmas Mm -hmm. and the new year. So I was like, okay, so I know what my last, you know, few weeks of work this year are going to look like. They're going to be absolutely slammed. And that momentum's going to carry into January because we run into every single award show. Things that were canceled or rescheduled plus the normal load. So it's going to be a massively chaotic start to the 2024. I suppose that's true. Do, do they have any idea how long it's going to take to catch up? It's probably going to take a year to a year and a half yeah, for everything to catch up. And and if you think about this, they're they're canceling some shows now. They're delaying shows. They're <clears> pushing <throat> movies back on the schedule because of reshoots or they can't get all the actors together um, because they have to align people's calendar. And if you have someone who works as actively in film and on TV, you have to find out, like, what's in their first position? Do they have to finish Stranger Things first before we can get this movie rolling or, or things like that? So it's really becoming like putting together a big puzzle. And I know all of my friends who represent actors, whether they're managers or agents, say it is going to be a mess for quite a while. And some of our favorite shows that we're just waiting for the next season, Mm -hmm. it could be as late as 2025. Really? Yep. Man, a year and a half. You're right. Alex, by the way, unfortunately, your, your, your jacket is not lighting up as brightly as Kristen's. 
I don't know why now. Well, mine, yours is more of like a gold, goldenrod. Yeah, and mine is like a highlighter. There we go. Oh yeah, Yellow. there. Brittany's got it. Got you got better Shine lighting. Shine. We gotta <laughs> get you better lighting. There you go. You got better lighting. Yeah. I'm glad to so hear that. I mean, we're both in the yellow family, so exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Twinsies. On Wednesdays, yeah, we wear yellow. Yeah. What the hell? I hate being excluded. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's so rude. We totally Regina George'd you. That was painful. I know, I'm Thank sorry. Uh, Kristen, are there any shows that we're going to lose completely? Like, I was going to say, I'm like tennis ball colored. Sorry. We always have like five conversations going on throughout this show now. I don't know why that is, but we do. Explain that to me. Mm. What are you, why are you looking at a tennis ball? I'm hiding. <laughs> why are you hiding? Because you got scolded you. by your dad. You get scolded. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, it, it happens it all four hours. It blends into my jacket. It you does. You can't see me. It does. It blends right in. It's good. Anyway, are there going to be some things that are going to disappear now that we really loved and wanted to come back, but people went, no, nah, you know what, I'm not going to take another year and a half to do this? Um, I mean, we've already seen some cancellations that like right off the bat, like rookie feds. They're like, we're just we're just not going to bring this back. Yeah. Um, we, and we saw some measured cancellations throughout the strike, but I think we may have some situations and, you know, who's famous for doing this is Netflix going, we're back. We're super excited. Yeah. And then they're like, mm, nah, that kind of thing. Um, we're seeing some uh, movie distributors going, you know what? We're just, we don't want to distribute this movie. We're going to take the tax right off. I know that they're doing that with Ooh. Wiley Coyote. And there was such an uproar between the cast and the crew. And they're like, you're going to take a tax write off on this. They got so furious that they finally let them go to the open market. And I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, John Cena's doing one of the voices. I just wouldn't be surprised if it turns up on Amazon or Netflix. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is the studios are looking at the budget going 70 million. OK, well, I don't think we're going to make our money back at the theaters anymore. It's right. better for us to take the tax right off. But I think if you look at something like Amazon, Amazon has the ability and, and this is kind of genius. You know, Amazon has the ability to like buy the movie put it up on Amazon Prime, and then below it, put all of the cross-promotion of, like, T-shirts, soundtracks, books, old, you know, collections of yeah. Looney Tunes that they can sell yep. and make some of that money back. And um, I'll tell you who else is doing that, and this is kind of crazy, but QVC has a holiday film coming out, and <laughs> QVC, the Home Shopping Network, is doing a scripted movie based around the holidays, starring Ashley Simpson, but all of the stuff in like the room, what they're wearing, all comes from QVC, and you can buy what Ashley Simpson's wearing. You can buy her couch, you can buy the candle, you can buy the food that she's serving at her table throughout the movie. That's insane. Um, and for people that aren't in the know, like myself, what do you mean when the studio is gonna take a tax write-off? Like they just get to say, hey, sorry, we messed up and Get our money back in taxes? They're, yep. They're just going <laughs> to shelve the movie completely not to be seen in public. And because the uproar was so good, and this happened with Batgirl. I don't know if everyone remembers it happened about maybe a year, year and a half ago. We'll, we'll never see that movie. That movie's not going to see the light of day because Warner Brothers is like, we're just going to take the tax right off. We just don't think we're going to make our money back. We don't love it. Um, and for them to just get that money back <clears throat> on their tax returns... Because there's still a lot of steps that have to happen. The marketing budget, the you know, putting that out. There's a lot mm -hmm. of steps from creation to then the like getting right. out in the world. So it's kind of like they're taking whatever write-off they can, which they've been able to write off some of that stuff anyways. But they're not going to take more of a loss by putting it to by the market. The by adding oh, another, gosh. let's say, 30 to $40 million <laughs> to the budget. And you think things that you totally forget about, but like stylists for the actors while they do yeah. the promotional tour, makeup, hair. And then if you're doing an international press junket, which happens a lot, like you do one in the US, you stop in London, maybe you stop in Australia. Now you're on a global tour with a couple A-list actors, their entire style team. It gets very expensive very quickly. And you're not putting them up, you know, at the Hampton Inn, you're putting them up at the Four Seasons, the Ritz-Carlton. As you can see, it, it adds up quickly. So it's yet another thing the taxpayers have to pick up the tab for. That's just great. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Jesus. I, you and I are going to end up paying, those, paying that money. We pay for everything, don't we? We pay for <laughs> everything. There's no question about that. 
I, I how big a tax rate? They don't get the whole amount, I wouldn't think, do they? I mean, or, the movie costs like if they were able to successfully do the Wiley e. Coyote movie, it would have been seventy million dollars. So. I'm not an accountant. I don't know how what percentage they would get. Maybe 25% of that write-off, I'm going to guess, um, that they would have been able to do. But mm-hmm. it would have been cheaper than, as Britt was yeah. just saying, like moving forward with the marketing costs and everything else. But California's got some pretty high state taxes, too, so they get a, a nice chunk of that, too, I would imagine. Yeah, you're going to get some state taxes back. And, and that's the other interesting thing, you know. Did they get some of the tax incentives? Because what right. state was it made in? So then are they getting double sort of tax back? You know what I'm saying? I know, they're getting tax money back from making the movie in a certain state, and then they take it on their tax returns. I'm like, that is definitely taking advantage of tax law. Yeah, and like I said, the tax have to be paid. Well, right now, what somebody told me yesterday, the, the price we're paying for just the interest on America's debt right now, just the interest is paid for by the taxpayers 40% 40% of that money is going to cover that loss. I don't even know really what that means. That we are so deeply in debt, I don't know if we'll ever get out of it. <clears throat> like, it blows, it, my, it's too much for my brain to fathom, so I go, I don't even want to ever hear about any of this ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, but they'll make it worse if we don't complain about I, it. I know, you're that, right. Like, we're trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah, what like, does that I, mean? I, what does that I mean? What, I... I don't have any debt right now, but I guess I have trillions of dollars of debt. And then you just go, all right, let's go to Cancun for the spring break. I don't care. Like, let's just money with money. Bye. Like, well, you know, wars aren't cheap either, by the way. This thing in Ukraine and now the thing over in the mid- Middle East, mm-hmm. it's very expensive. I wish that you would say that, hey, teaching our youth and health care isn't cheap. But like, no, you're right. Wars aren't cheap. They certainly are not. There's no question about it. But I guess if you're the United States, you have to get involved in everything. Yeah, I but guess. you, Tom, you should have seen the cities of stuff we left behind. Because oh, I, I was there at I the withdrawal. Bet. And so we were pulling as much things out as we could. We left vehicles. I mean, things as oh, simple yeah. as warehouses s- full of street weapons. lights. Imagine <laughs> yeah. street lights that we built, these cities we built in Iraq God. that were in these bases. Yep. We put like if we would have put take that all that money and said, hey, let's put that into like a small town in Minnesota. We could have yeah. had like turned into we would have made another Minneapolis. But like instead we have all these big we just left them, <clears throat> left it all because you just left Jeeps and right. and you Humvees and all. I mean, the things we left behind were wild. Why did we pull out of Afghanistan? Well, we had like a certain um, time frame that we agreed to with them. Yeah, we always do. And then we we <laughs> thought it was going to be extend. Again, I'm paraphrasing this because I was just like a sergeant in the military. I don't really know that. But we thought it was going to get extended. And, of course, they were like, no, we're done, knowing that we're going to leave behind so much resources. I mean, it's all... And I love, if we have a lister who would know more, I, I, I'm sure mine is a very broad take on it, but... That's what the kind of the feeling we had. And I was there during the time they said, okay, guys can't come over the border anymore on yeah. these premises, like with under these like uh, situations. Isn't that amazing? What happens with the, re- like, do the resources that we leave behind benefit anyone in Afghanistan? Well, or? that's how the Taliban was originally mm-hmm. made, yep. was uh, mm-hmm. resources left behind and yep. people of power, you so know, we're militias. not making sure that it goes into. I mean, hands. I don't know. Like, I can't pretend, again, being a sergeant and a, a medical <clears throat> sergeant in a convoy, I am such a small cog in the machine. But, like, you can't, there's so much stuff and so many resources and so many things. It would be like a full time army that would have to distribute that in, like, a, oh, let's make sure the, you know, certain people get this. So, a lot of it is just left up to people who are more powerful mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's usually these places are not exactly known for their. Um, Structure. I was going to say uh, ability to spread the wealth or like, you know, mm-hmm. take care of each other at the time. But again, I'm paraphrasing so badly. I'm almost embarrassed because I know it's a more complex issue than that. But that's at least what I saw was like absolute beautiful vehicles, towns, cities all left behind that, you know, in 2011 or 2012 when I, we left, we got out of Iraq. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, Afghanistan, we got out, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Yeah, we just, it feels, that one feels so recent because I had friends in Afghanistan. It feels yeah. like not that long ago. But Iraq was 20, <clears throat> I want to say 2012 or 2011. Yeah, I can't remember. Right, yep. Yeah, it's been a while. 
So, uh, do you have any cash on you? Send it in. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> That's all we have to say. Go. All right, we got about, oh my God, we only got about two minutes left. Anything you want to use to wrap up with, sister? <laughs> um, yeah, like, let's talk a little bit about, has anyone seen the Inside Out 2 trailer yet? Yeah, no. we did watch it yesterday. You what? Haven't? I didn't even know that this you was haven't. happening. What? Uh, red alert. I, red that's, alert. I told Melissa what? about a week what? ago, and she had you no idea either. What? We all went and saw it together. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that this was yeah. happening. I didn't even yeah. know there was what a first going on. It'll be out in 2024, oh but a little interesting thing you'll notice Mindy Kaling's not in it Bill Hader's not in it oh and mm. we found out why what that happened? is because um Disney offered um Amy Poehler she got five million dollars to return plus bonuses and things like that but they only offered all of the other surrounding characters one hundred thousand dollars that's it oh, no bonuses. okay what and Mindy and Bill Hader said thanks but no thanks Hey, wow. if anyone wants to pay me a hundred grand to record twenty minutes of dialogue, hit me up. But remember, they're coming back for a sequel. Disney made a lot of money off of them the first well, that time. Is true. I mean, that is it's the scummy of them to do, but it's still yeah. it's, it's, a low amount a of money. Andy, what mood would you be? Hmm, apathy. I was gonna say apathy. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say that. Do you remember we? It was me, you. Was Fawn there? Or was it? Did we just no, grow up? No, it was pre-Fawn. Yeah, it was pre-Fawn. Pre we all went and saw Inside ago. Out together. You were there. Catherine was there. Do you remember that? No. Brittany and I yeah. laughed. We cried. Mm -hmm. And I, halfway through, I go, is that Amy Poehler? And Alex was like, yeah, idiot. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, it sounds like you guys need another field trip for the sequel. A thousand percent. So fun. Absolutely. Good plan. Oh yeah, it's uh, Melissa loves that movie too. Oh my so gosh, she'd it's totally a, be up for it. She, Everybody yeah. always is like, now you're they, like a real life version of Joy. Yeah, just you like are. so excited and bouncing around and like. Not well, they've aware announced four new emotions reality. for this new movie because oh it's gosh. about puberty, of course. Well, yeah, because she was like she was just, about she was to like hit pre puberty. So now it's about the all the one. new emotions that come with puberty. Oh my And she's gosh. moved to a new city too. <clears throat> oh, she's not in Minneapolis anymore? I she wasn't. She moved from Minneapolis to LA or San Francisco or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then she tried to go back to Yeah, she yes. tried to go back Spoiler to alert. Minnesota, yeah. I wrote to her, I wrote to Alex, anxiety gets added, which is like- It is true. So oh exciting. It's anxiety, embarrassment, <clears throat> ennui, and envy. On we, on we, There you have it. I'm about to make a statement that 99.9 percent of people are going to disagree. I tried my best. I got through two seasons of it. I think Barry is one of the most unfunny shows I have ever seen. Who is Barry? Uh, I think that show's terrible. Okay, you I... were loving it. What happened? I don't know. It just could the same thing over and over and over again. I. I'm actually, this is a hot take, and Tom, I'm backing you hardcore. I think season one was amazing. I think season was two yeah. was okay. I don't yep. like it when they made that bad guy flamboyant. Like, I didn't, I think he could have been know. flamboyant. Like, he, they went too yep. far with him. Yep. He was, like, so subtly weird, and then they were like, no, we're going to go hard. I don't, something happened, and I dropped off somewhere in season two, and I have no interest. See, I did the same thing. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you. I thought the show just... And what that's Bill Hader, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, he's terrible in it. Well, it's just like, it's kind of like the Dexter. It can only last so long, and I feel like yeah, it went true. longer than it probably needed to. Um, it sh I feel like it should have been, uh, let's do two seasons kind of thing and just had an ending instead yep. of like, how long can we get away with this feel? That was my, but. Limited if, series yeah. instead of. Well, it's what, six seasons, something like that? Or four? Mm -hmm. I think it was four. Four. I think uh, yes, four. it was four. It was yeah. four, yeah. I don't know. I People just <coughs> loved it. Although I, I have yet to meet a person that liked the final episode. They thought it, the final episode was dreadful. Yeah. But I've never seen it, so I don't know. I've never even heard of the show. Oh, Bear, nope. It's called Barry. I haven't yeah. either. I don't know oh, you haven't either? either? Really? No. Doesn't surprise me. But uh, I tried. And I, I agree with you, Brittany. The first season I thought was good. And went, hey, this is good. Yeah. Second season started, I went, uh-oh. And then the third season. We just started the third season. I cannot watch any more of it. It's just not funny. Yeah, I'm with you. I just, man, the mobster guy was so funny Terrible. when he came in. And they just kind of like. Terrible. It was kind of like in The Office, how they eventually made everybody such a character 
caricature of yeah. themselves. Yeah. At the end, the, sh- yep. the office did kind of overstay its welcome a little. Once um, Steve Carell left, it was like, who cares? Oh, it was painful after Steve left, honestly. Yeah. yeah. He made the show. But I watched them all. I still watch Me them all. Me too, yep. Oh, the old ones? The, the, the uh, what are they? The, oh, yeah, the one hour. Special super episodes. episodes or, super episodes, yeah, there you super go. Fa- yeah, Tom introduced me to those, and now I watch them all the time. And some of those clips I go, ah, I'm kind of glad this didn't make it, but I still like seeing them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we'll be getting a sister show, so we'll see what that is. Yeah, right. I I hope that one turns out well. So I'm glad that I didn't get executed for saying that. So that was good that somebody agreed with me. It's just not very good. I got your back like a butt crack. You did. Like that, a butt crack. Like- Back like a butt crack. Okay. 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 All right. Kristen, you get to escape. I don't. Nope. Let me just put it that way. I'll be back tomorrow, though. Sounds good. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, everyone. We'll take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I will do that. I'll search for the Tom Brainerd Show. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Barnard to you. Barnard to you, damn it. What do you think of that? Love it. I like it. Okay, now, four things you can do in the morning to be happier all day. Do you guys know what this is? Continue to sleep. (laughs) Stay in bed. Press the snooze button. Stay in bed's probably a really good one, actually. It's Friday, so I'm already feeling pretty good, but if you really ever need a pick-me-up, here are four things you can do every morning to be happier all day. Okay, so, once again, the reason I'm fascinated, I haven't read this yet, but I'm fascinated by it because for 37 years, I woke up at 3.15 in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. And then I... Got ready, and I went into work. I got there about 5 o'clock in the morning and whatever. And I still wake up every morning at 3.15. At, um, well, actually, this morning I woke up at 2.15. It was just a thrill. But then I, you know, I came and went, and I got enough sleep, and it was all the rest of it. But, yeah, so, I mean, if I can learn anything from this where I could maybe sleep later. Because I come and go, but that can create a problem, too. Because you fall asleep, and then you wake up, and then you fall asleep, and you wake up. So maybe, do you think that'll be addressed in this story? Perhaps. It might. I'm hoping. It's Friday, and uh, we're going to learn how to be, uh, every morning, be happier all day. Get screens out of your room. Yeah, I don't have a TV in my room, sorry. Well, I do, yes, but I do. never turn it Yeah, I do, but I don't ever turn it That's on. That's true. I don't, I barely even works. I oh, remember, really? I remember trying to set that thing up, and it was just, it's old as hell. Oh, is it? It's got to be at least 20 years old. Oh, really? Because it was there, yeah, when we bought the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Get screens out of your room when you reach for your phone or TV remote first thing in the morning. You're letting the outside world dictate your mood. Yeah, I'd, that's the last thing I do. My, my phone is charged nowhere near my bed. Not even close. Really? That's actually really uh, progressive of you. That's smart. Oh, is it? Mm. Yeah, I don't need it. Who needs it? And I turn it off, too. That's the other thing. Is your phone, do you use your phone as an alarm? No. Oh, okay. I, d- I have not had to use an alarm in 37 years. I suppose. Every time you tell me that, it always gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. Well, that's, you know, when Cheryl and I, we got rid of the landline, our phones, yeah. now we oh, charge, yeah. you know, I used to charge mine down in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Overnight. Yep. And when we had the landline, but now that we don't, it's, I keep the phone next to my bed because the, the kids know if they got a problem, yeah. they yeah. call dad. Makes sense. Talk to yourself. It doesn't have to be out loud or anything, but talking to yourself and hyping yourself up can set you up for success. Like if you have a big presentation at work that day, you can tell yourself, you've done this before. You're going to do great. If I ever said that to myself, I'd probably have a heart attack and die. It's it's called positive affirmations. Yeah. Yeah, I I never understood it. I like this, you've done this before, because you kind of have to forget, like, you've had this anxiety before, and you have gotten through it. Like, I feel like you've done this before is a good one. Well, I'll repeat what I said about two hours ago when we were out in Las Vegas, and there were 5,500 people in the auditorium. Just to be a pain in the ass, I walked up to the mic, and the first thing I said was, what do you people want? (laughs) (laughs) I can't see that from you at all. No. (laughs) What do you want? Uh, be thankful. Yeah. Well, see, that's the whole part of it that I, that really hits home with me. I wish people were much more grateful and thankful than they are. In research trials, people who journaled about the things they're uh, thankful for during the week scored much higher on measures of happiness than people who wrote down things they'd uh, been irritated by. Oh, uh, so find out some ways to express some gratitude in the morning because it can be enough to put you in a better mood, better frame of mind all day. We mm-hmm. talked about that yesterday. Well, you know, Mr. Gelfand wanted to talk politics yesterday on the on the show, and he's a very liberal guy. I'm not. Mike and I don't agree on very much politically, but unlike 
the psychopaths out there in the street, at the end of the conversation, I told Mike I loved him, and he told me he loved me as well. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care what your political views are. I'm not going to hate you because you believe the stupid shit you believe. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's I run into that all. I don't give two rats rips about what you think, what your lifestyle is, no. as long as you're legal. Yeah, what there do you I go. care? I couldn't you agree know? more. But yeah, seriously, and these—I wish they would show that a little bit. But again, I mean, national television drives people insane because you say it all the time. It's, it's money. about the money. It's always about the money. Because I, I literally watched about ten seconds of CNN and ten seconds of Fox this morning, and it was flat-out hatred. Yep. That's the whole ten seconds was all about hate. Yeah. Oh, Trump, that son of a bitch. Oh, Biden, that son of a bitch. Like, settle down. Yeah. Which makes sense for why in this article they're saying don't. Turn your TV on or yeah. look at your phone the first yep. thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And also don't – I feel like the people that wake up, okay, I know I have to be to work at 6.30. It takes me 20 minutes to get there, so I'm going right. to wake up. And immediately I'm already running late because I slept to the last minute possible. Like wake up 10 minutes earlier so you have time to actually wake up and decompress and get ready for your day. Well, that's a big I feel part of attacked. It. You feel attacked? Uh oh. Yeah. I feel oh. like he's talking about me. Like the <laughs> chaos that ensues oh. from bed to door. Oh, so you heard about yesterday. What? Well, Tevin and I walked in, we looked at the screen and went, Oh Christ, she's on today. <laughs> <laughs> we have a caller. It's gonna be Wendy. It's Chris from Fairbanks. Oh. Fairbanks, Alaska? Fairbanks, oh, Michigan. I'm not there right now. I'm in New York City. Oh, you're in New York City. How you, I, well, no, you are from Fairbanks, Alaska, aren't you, Chris? Oh, I live there, yeah, but I grew up in Minnesota. No, no, I know. You, I've been yeah. talking to you how many years? You've been calling in for years. Yeah, once in a while. Once in a while. How you doing? I am excellent. Um, I get to go see Bill Burr tonight, so that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a good time. That guy's funny as hell. Yep, Madison Square Garden. And then uh, tomorrow night it is UFC. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I came out here originally, and then um, I noticed the Minnesota Wild were in town, so I went to that last night. Oh. So, Vinny Lettieri, did you see him play? Yeah, he's not a very big guy, is he? No, he's not a big guy at all, but, you know, to tell you the truth, Louis was never all that. No. He's tall, but he's not that broad or anything like that, but, yeah, we were very, very happy. It's not a bad thing in hockey, so. No, exactly, that's exactly right. So what's on your agenda today? Um, I'm going to walk around downtown Manhattan a little bit. Um, some building called One Vanderbilt has a cool little setup thing that you can, I think it's like 140 stories up. They got some kind of clear glass you can walk outside the building on. Oh, God. Yeah, so we'll see. I kind of walk around, see if I can spot a restaurant or two that I like, and yeah. My favorite restaurant in New York closed down about a month ago. It's called Mayalino. It was in the Gramercy Hotel, and they finally shut her down, which, unfortunately, apparently somebody told me the Gramercy Hotel is full of, uh, full of immigrants now, that they put, you know, your undocumented immigrants in the hotel now, and the restaurant couldn't make it because of that. It forced the restaurant to close down. Yeah, we can't get our veterans off the streets, but we can put those guys in there. That's, <laughs> That's exactly a very good point. So how long are you going to be in New York? Um, got here Wednesday night. I'll be here till Sunday afternoon, and then I fly out to Vegas for F one. Oh, you're gonna write? You're not gonna stop and see Uncle Tommy in Minneapolis, St. Paul? Uh, no, not a big fan of Minnesota, so <laughs> I don't blame you, Chris. That. It'll happen. Oh, uh, it's the worst. Uh, it's, well, it's... The cold season's also upon us. It's going to be negative zero or negative uh, temperatures before you know it. But it's going to be 60 yeah. most of the next week. It is. Yeah, it's it's going, going to be... warm up. It, yep. it, it always yep. does that. It warms up, and then all of a sudden, boom. It hits you right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris. Well, have, a, have a good time in New York, Chris. You'll, uh, you spent a lot of time there? No, oh, this is my first trip. Oh, uh, you love I, it. I saw USC at Madison Square Garden, so I wanted to make it here. And, yeah, so... No, it's Got it's it's just I I'd recommend a restaurant, but all my favorite restaurants, the Carnegie Deli's closed, Mylino's closed, all my maybe it's me, Chris. I I forced them out of business. That might be. Well, what I it went is. to a place called Carmine's yesterday. Oh, Carmine's is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Carmine's good. really good. All right, pal. We'll have a great time and uh, keep calling in. I love hearing from you. All right, man. Thanks. Take it easy. Thank you.
Tom, the Gramercy Park Hotel, is that the one you were talking about yeah. where the place closed? It sounds like it's going to reopen in 2025. They were renovating it. What? So it's closed right now. The Gramercy Park Hotel. But not Myelina. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Myelino closed because it was, the whole hotel was closed. Yeah, it might have. So it might reopen in 2020. Yeah, but I think it closed because it kind of turned into mm. shithole. Yeah. Here's uh, something to be thankful for. The average high in Fairbanks in January is zero degrees. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little chilly. Uh, when we complain about our 20. So. Yeah, very true. All right, we've got to take a break. Be right back and kick off that uh, family show right after this. <laughs> 